This week, thousands of educators, entrepreneurs, and edtech aficionados are in Philadelphia for ISTE, and our podcasters extraordinaire, Michael Winters and Mary Jo Mata, are among them. You can catch the latest news from the ISTE floor on a special podcast episode from NJ and Michael. And back at EdSearch headquarters, I've got a very special guest to give me deets on this week's non-ISTE EdTech news, our favorite CEO, Betsy Corcoran. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Charlie. Delighted to be here. We're glad to have you. So this week, there have been some big developments around EdTech content marketplaces. Seriously, is everyone putting up a lemonade stand? Maybe you could give me a guided tour. I surely will. But first, let's do a roundup of the news. Sounds good. I'm Charlie Locke. And I'm Betsy Corcoran. Welcome to the Ed Surge podcast. Let's get started. San Francisco Unified School District says it's going to bring computer science curriculum into all of its schools from pre-K through 12th grade. That's thanks to millions in philanthropic support from the likes of Salesforce, which gave $5 million to SFUSD in September of 2014. SFUSD has a long way to go. In the 2014-2015 school year, only 5% of high school students took a computer science class. And no surprise here, most were white and male. File sharing service Dropbox is coming to K-12 and to higher ed. According to the company, one in four college students already use it. Many are pushing for their schools to take on Dropbox campus-wide. The University of Oklahoma, for instance, discovered it had about 12,000 teachers, staff, and faculty. That's, that's almost a third of the school using Dropbox. Surprise, surprise. So that meant it was time to sign up for a real big gulp plan. More on what those schools are doing on edsurge.com. This spring, around 12 million U.S. students took standardized tests, measuring their mastery of Common Core standards. So who grades all those tests? No, they're not all teachers. According to Pearson, three-quarters of the scores have at least one year of teaching experience, but for some, that translates to one year in the classroom a long time ago. Bob Sanders, vice president of content and scoring management at Pearson North America, likens grading these tests to working in a fast food restaurant, saying it'll lead to standardized, neutral evaluation of student work. Just don't ask them to hold the mustard. Oh, Amplify. Here's what's getting louder. News of a shakeup that includes consolidating product groups and probably nixing those tablets. The uh, news organization Bloomberg this week reported that Amplify is winding down school tablet sales since the departure of Stephen Smith, who had previously led the tablet division. Oh, and guess what? We reported on that in Ed Surge in April. <laughs> and now for this week's kachings. Congratulations to all the companies that raised funding this week. Bloomboard, which provides professional development tools to teachers and administrators in more than 7,000 schools nationwide, raised $7.2 million in a Series B round from Birchmere Ventures, the Gates Foundation, Learn Capital, the Dell Foundation, and Gira Ventures. One Month, which offers online coding courses last for, you guessed it, one month, raised $1.9 million in a round from Arena Ventures, Idea Bulb Ventures, and Cornerstone On Demand. And Little Bits, which makes modular electronic pieces that can be combined to build robots, raised $44.2 million in a Series B round led by DFJ Growth. Leap Innovations received a $5.1 million grant from the Gates Foundation to support its research on edtech efficacy. 
That's a lot of robots, Charlie. <laughs> Wasn't there a piece in some uh, nameless blog, not ours, recently talking about how hard it is to raise money these days for ed tech companies? You know, I guess those companies must have missed that little tidbit of news. Mm-hmm. So especially with ISTE happening this week, there have been announcements of a couple new educational content marketplaces. Yeah, I think I counted about three marketplace announcements just this week. Wow. First of all, I'd love to get a little background from you, Betsy. What are the different kinds of online marketplaces out there when it comes to K-12 educational content? So, you know, Charlie, online marketplaces have been phenomenally popular in the internet world. Of course, we've got Etsy and Amazon and eBay. So it's not a huge surprise that we're starting to see this in the K-12 space, too. One distinction I can make is that in the K-12 space, we have sites that are offering free resources for educators, like Share My Lesson and Better Lesson, and then platforms that are trying to give teachers a way to sell some of the things that they've made. Like Teachers Pay Teachers. Exactly. In fact, you know, Teachers Pay Teachers has been hugely popular. Teachers have earned something like $76.5 million when other educators have bought some of those materials. A couple of teachers even hit the million-dollar mark. Uh, In general, I think that Teachers Pay Teachers say that maybe about more than 250 teachers are making above $50,000. So from a business vantage point, Teachers Pay Teachers has been a great deal. It's been a really fast-growing company in the ed tech world. And so it's really not a surprise that there are other companies looking to kind of replicate that model and uh, try to deliver resources. I know that one big announcement out of ISTE this week is Edmodo Spotlight, which will offer a platform for classroom curriculum. Do you see that as responding to the same demands as Teachers Pay Teachers? Yeah, absolutely. So Edmodo had tried to have a marketplace that was just uh, professional content. In other words, things made by companies. What's different about Spotlight is now they're bringing in the educators as well, and they'll be able to sell their curriculum or things that they've made uh, at the same time and in the same way that the companies are. Interesting. As you mentioned, there's also a huge market of free resources online, and I know Share My Lesson is one of those platforms, co-developed by TES Global and the American Federation of Teachers, or the AFT. So here's ISTE market announcement number two. TES Global said that the union will now exclusively operate Share My Lesson. TES will go its own way and launch its own online resource marketplace, designed specifically for U.S. teachers, in fall 2015. Do you think these two will be complementary, or will they compete for the same users? Where will TES Global's new marketplace fit into the landscape? Well, those are great questions, Charlie. You know, in England, TES launched a marketplace where teachers could sell resources to other teachers. Made a tremendous amount of sense because Teachers Pay Teachers doesn't have as big a footprint there as they have in the U.S. Now, in the U.S. marketplace, I don't know. It seems like you're going to ask teachers to either put their resources up on uh, the TES site or perhaps offer them for free via the union site. Maybe they can split their activities, say put worksheets on one and try to sell those and offer lesson plans on another. But I think it's going to take a little bit of thinking. And you, you said that there are three. What's the third? Sure. So the third announcement we heard was Bloomboard. Bloomboard is, as you mentioned earlier, has been a big uh, professional development site, and now it wants to offer a marketplace of professional development and materials as well. 
one thing I kind of like about the way Bloomberg seems to be trying to lay out its materials, it lets you search by task, not just the type of material. So if you're giving assessments or you're trying to build up critical thinking skills in your students, you can look for materials that way. It's a, it's a slight nuance, but one that really makes people think about the activities, not just about the materials. Mm-hmm. So from all these different options, have we learned anything about what makes marketplaces work? Well, size matters. Teachers Pay Teachers, you know, has a million resources right now on it. Share My Lesson has about a third of that. Edmodo, Bloomboard, they'll have significantly fewer materials. And if you're going to look for things, you obviously want to go to a store that has a lot of choices. On the other hand, if you have a marketplace of, say, handcrafted materials, you want to spotlight your sellers in a really compelling way. So I feel like I'm really buying Charlie's materials, not just something that was made by some anonymous company. And at the end of the day, it's all about execution. Are you able to find the things you need? Do the materials look kind of fresh and exciting and contemporary? Is it easy to make a purchase? So we will see a lot of change in this field. It'll be an interesting horse race to watch. Yeah, we, you know, we've certainly come a really long way since teachers had to choose products for their classroom from one supply store located a town or two away. No matter on what platform, it's great to see so many ways for teachers to turn to each other for that kind of support and ideas. Totally right. Okay, so I think it's time to wrap up today's podcast. Thank you to Patricia Wright, Courtney Pepe, and all the other writers who contributed to EdSearch this week. And thank you, Betsy, for being the EdTech Marketplace expert on today's podcast. Well, thanks, Charlie. And a special thank you to you, because you really helped us start this podcast. We're a little sad to tell you that Charlie is going to be moving on to a new exciting adventure in her life. But we hope that you, Charlie, will keep tuning in to the podcast here as a way of keeping up with us. (laughs) Sounds good. I'll be a faithful listener now. (laughs) Excellent. And thanks to all of you out there for listening and for reading EdSurge. Please get in touch. Shoot us an email or tweet us at EdSurge. We really want to hear from you. And again, if you're looking to hear the latest news from ISTE, check out MJ and Michael's podcast from the conference floor or head on over to EdSurge.com for stories on all the big EdTech announcements. Okay, that's it. I'm Betsy Corcoran. And I'm Charlie Locke. Thanks for listening. This is the Ed Surge Podcast.